uh, VBS week. The theme is created in Christ, designed for God's purpose. And you can see all the creative things. We are we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And we're going to see that in Ephesians 2, verse 10 today. And the message today we're looking at is called God's handiwork. How we are created to do good. And we are created to create. And as you can see, crayons and paint. And you can see all kinds of different ways with even instruments and all the different ways that we are being, that we are creative, that we can be God's, that we are God's handiwork. And over the last few weeks, we've, we've kind of gone through this series called Like a Good Neighbor. And we've looked at different ways of what it means to be a neighbor, what it means to be helping people, giving not just the people that are near us, like that live near us, but people that come into our path, people that we're coming to in, in our daily life and our different activities that we're involved with. I, we put in the bulletin one more time, uh, the eternal neighboring, this was uh, from a few weeks ago, but I encourage you to continue working on this. This is, this is people that live near you, people that go to your work or your school or different things that you're involved in, people that you see regularly, people that are in your friends and family circles, people that need Jesus. So this is a way that, just an easy way that we can identify some people that we can be praying for. Keep this in your Bible, keep this on your fridge, keep this someplace that you're going to see it, that you can be remembering to be praying for these, these neighbors for eternity. So we've seen a few different a few different things that we've been looking at what it means to be a good neighbor. And so today we're, we're kind of shifting into from being a good neighbor to what does it mean to living in God's purpose and thinking about, especially with our VBS week. So today we're going to be in uh, Ephesians 2. So I encourage you to open your Bibles to Ephesians 2. And while we could just go through verse 10, I feel like we need to go through verses 1 through 10. To kind of understand the background of, of verse 10. Alright? So, you're going to see right away, we're going to see right away that our, our main idea today is that God's handiwork is displayed when God's people carry out His good purposes. And we're going to see that mostly in, in verse 10, but it's, it's leading up to this. So God's handiwork is displayed when God's people carry out His good purposes. We're going we're gonna to see good from God. And we're going to see that He saves. And then because of His salvation, because we are created in Jesus, then we can do His good purposes and it gives glory to God. Not that we do good purposes to get to God. That's a false gospel. We, we do good purposes because of God, not to earn salvation. Okay? All right, so we're going to see this in Ephesians 2 today. So we're going to, I'm going to read the first few verses of Ephesians 2, starting in verse 1. So follow along, if you will. So Paul says this to the, Ephesians, the church in Ephesians, in Ephesus. He says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. Okay, were you alive? No. Okay, you were dead. Just keep that in mind. You were dead. All right? You are dead in your sins. 
And he says in verse 2, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Okay, so let's look at this pause for a second here. These first four verses, Paul is saying very clearly, he's saying this to the Christian church. He's saying this to the people that believe in Jesus, that trust Jesus. He was saying at one time, we lived in our sins. We worked, we, we did whatever we wanted. We did what it was disobedient. We did what was what God was not pleased with. Now, I shouldn't have said we lived in our sin because it said, Paul said we were dead in our sins. Right? We weren't living in sin. We were dead to our sins. Okay? If we were dead in our sins, there's nothing that we can do that can ever make us alive. Right? If we're dead in our sins, I mean, this is not a very fun topic, I know, but if we're dead in our sins, there's nothing that I can do there's nothing that we can do that can make us alive. But it doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop there. That's not the end of the story. Okay? Verse 4, But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you've been saved. Now, now think about that. We were dead in our transgressions, dead in our sin, and only because of God, only because of what He did, that we can be alive now. Alright? That, that gets me excited. Does that get you excited? Yeah. We were dead in our sins. And if you have trusted Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, you are made alive in Christ. No longer dead, but alive. So, this is, this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. Because otherwise, what's the point of anything? We're just dead in our sins. We're just living to please ourselves. Who like, just living. And this is the way of the world, right? We see this in many of our neighbors, many of the people we know, in our co-workers. We see this. They're just doing whatever they want to satisfy whatever cravings they have. Don't we see this? We see this. And sometimes we're even tempted to, to do the, some of those things too, right? But, but because of God who is rich in mercy, He's rich in mercy, rich in grace. <laughs> I was like, what? No reminders, okay. God, God was, is rich in His mercy. He's rich in His grace and He gives to, to all of us Something that we don't deserve. We don't deserve to be saved. It says that at the end of, of verse 5, that it is by grace that you have been saved. Well, there's nothing we could do that could, be, that could save us. Alright, I think we got that. Alright, and in, in verse 6 it says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages 
he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So there's this, this richness that God has given his grace to us. We had no chance. We needed mercy. And God, even though we deserved penalty, we deserved wrath, God gave us mercy. He paid the penalty. He sent His own Son to die in our place. Right? That's the Gospel. He sent His Son to die in our place, and through only Jesus we have life. Only because of Jesus. We were dead in our transgressions. And now, we are alive in Him. So, in these, in these first seven verses, it, it gets important to understand that God's grace shows His love and mercy to sinners. And that's our first point today. That God's grace, is, is, He shows, even when we were dead in our sins, even when we had no chance on our own, God's God in His grace, His richness of grace, He gave His love and mercy to save us. Now that doesn't mean everyone is saved. But that means that He gave so that we could be saved. You know, I saw this week, or last week actually, I saw that it said in a, in a Right Now Media... Uh, session that J.D. Greer says, grace is always associated with giving. Mercy is associated with help. In the context of Ephesians 2, you might think of mercy as God not giving us the punishment we deserve and grace as God giving us the blessing we don't deserve. You kind of understand that difference there. Is it that that mercy is associated with that helping. Like, and, and grace is in giving. So, God is giving us something we don't deserve. He's helping us. He's helping us so that we don't have to go through the wrath that we do deserve. So that's the good news right there. That, that Jesus died for our sins. That and God, and we can see in the in the future, it's it's not just for then that Jesus died, but it's also now that that in the, we're going to be seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. It says we're going to be with Jesus. We we were dead, and now we are alive. The only way we have life is through His Son Jesus. The only way that we are saved is through Jesus. And so, not just that we have life now, but we'll have life for eternity. So it says that in order that in the coming ages, verse 7, he might show the incomparable richness of his grace expressed in this kindness. So, so God in his great love and his great compassion for us lets us go from being dead to bringing us to life. All right, and then in verse in verse 8 and 9 it says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. This is not from yourselves. 
It is a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. So here we see that this is a gift. This gift is given. Gifts are meant to be given. Right? Gifts, some people might want to get a gift, but say, look at me. Look at the, I must really be worthy. I must really deserve this gift because of the greatness of this gift, right? No. A gift is, shows the love or the generosity of the giver. The gift of salvation is from God. It shows that He is generous, that He is kind, that He is rich in His mercy and love. So today we're going to see in our second point that, is, that this is a gift. Alright? This God's gift of salvation cannot be earned. It's not something that because I'm so good or you're so good or because I did that or you did that, I, I'm better with God. I can be closer to God. I, I'm, I'm with, I have eternal life in Jesus because of what I did. No, that's false. God's gift of salvation is a gift. It can be accepted or it can be rejected, but it cannot be earned. And I know sometimes we kind of we, we kind of think about that, but we kind of still act like, well, I better read my Bible more so God's happy with me. I better do, do good things so God will save me. No. God wants us to do good things. He wants us to be in relationship with Him. He wants us to be close to Him. But it's not because it's not so we can earn our salvation, right? If we can earn our salvation, then Jesus didn't need to come. If I can do a whole bunch of good things and get to God, then what was the point of Jesus coming to die? So let's live like the only way we can have salvation is accepting Jesus' free gift of salvation, which cannot be earned. This brings us to point, or, or the last, last verse here, in verse 10. And it says this, in verse 10, this is our theme verse for VBS this week. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we are what? God's what? Handiwork. Another way of saying it is we are God's masterpiece, we are God's workmanship. We are, we are God's handiwork. His, whatever He sees us, He sees us as beautiful. Like when you look at a painting, when you look at a masterpiece, you say, wow, that is intricate. That is masterful. That is someone that made that is really wise and intelligent. Really creative. Really talented. Lots, lots of really good things. Do we, see that, do we say that about ourselves when we look in the mirror? Do we say, wow, God really knew what he was doing? Now I know we, sometimes we joke about that, right? Look at, look at me. No, it's, not, it's not, not meant to boast. But God had a plan, and God has a plan. And he created each of us as masterpieces. He created us 
in the, just the way He wanted to create us. And that was, He looked back, we can look in Genesis, we, He looked back and said, it's very good. All of creation, He looks and says, it's good. He looks at us, and He said, it's very good. Not much of a difference there, but the word very. He said that we, what he made, when He made us, when He made people, said it's very good. Now, yes, we can look at cows and ducks, geese and all kinds, all kinds of plants. Those are really, really cool, intricate, detailed, like amazing things. But he made us to be very good. He is a, God is the creator, the designer. He is intelligent. And so when we think about this masterpiece that God makes. When we think about this, um, the word here in Greek is, has, it's where we get our word poem. So we are God's like, He's like having a poem. It's like thinking about this masterpiece or this like really great thing that He has done. God made us. And He steps back and He's like, wow, I did a good job. Like, He's really, really proud of us. And that's before we did anything. Right? He's really proud of us. He's like, this is really good. You guys believe that? Do you, get, do you believe that God made you just the way that He wanted to make you? I think so. But He's not just saying this about each person individually. He's saying this corporately. He's saying this together. And look at how Paul says it. He says, for we are God's workmanship. We are God's handiwork. We are God's masterpiece. Together, we look really good. Now, we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So God wants us, He looks at us and says, wow, that's really good. These people are doing really good things. Remember, it's, these people are doing really good things. It's not because they can save themselves so that we're doing good works because God prepared in advance for us to do those good works. He wants us to thrive. He wants us to live out of what He made us to be. If you're really good at, at coloring as a kid, or good at drawing, good at creating however, God wants you to flourish he wants you to, to excel in that. If you're good at, at playing guitar or singing, if you're good at anything creative, God has given you talents. He wants you to use those talents for His glory. He's prepared us in advance to do good things. He's to do these good works to thrive, to flourish, to do well. And so, let's do that. Our third point today is that God's great handiwork displays His glory. We are His great handiwork. We are His masterpiece. And when we do things the way that He wants us to do it, it gives Him glory. When He sees a masterpiece, when He sees what we are making, what we are doing, how we are telling our neighbors about Jesus, how we are living in a way that shows people more of who He is, 
he is really happy and he sees that we are pointing to him. We, our, our, it's not about our glory. When you do really good things, when, you make, when, you, when you're playing sports and you're playing soccer and you score lots of goals in a game, it's not about how good you are. It's, but it's about an opportunity to point to how great God is. How great is our God. And, and, we, can, and we can display God's glory. We can display and show His glory how He has created us to do good things. And that's what we're looking at all this week in VBS. And so I, I encourage you as you're praying this week for the teachers and, and stu- students of VBS, and they're thinking about the different ways that they are understanding their talents, their abilities, what God has created them to do, what God is giving them excitement on doing, that we can be praying that they see God in that. They see God in those things and that, and that we would give God glory through all that. So our main idea today is that we are, that God's handiwork, as God's handiwork, is displayed when God's purposes are carried out, when God's people carry out God's good purposes. So if God's people together are carrying out the purposes of Him, we're going to see God's glory. And we're going to be pointing people to Jesus. And God is going to be really glorified and happy that that's happening. Right? You guys... You guys with me? Yeah. So we, when we carry out as as a people, the people of East Bend, people of Dewey, people in this in this area, when we are calling, living out our calling, when we are doing things for God's glory, when we are showing people who God is, when we are being a good neighbor and and letting people know that God is a God who loves them, and God cares about each person, so much that He sacrificed His own Son, Jesus Christ, to die in our place. When, when we deserve death, it's, I mean, look at Ephesians 2, the first few verses. We see we deserve death. We deserve that wrath. We were dead in our sins. And now, because of Jesus, we are made alive. And now, we, can, we better not boast about how we're living. We only boast in Jesus. We don't earn our salvation. It's only on Him that He gives us His salvation if we choose to accept that free gift. And we can see that we are, that together, we are, we are displaying God's glory when we are living out His purposes with the people together. And so, that's, that's exciting for I hope that's exciting to you. It's exciting to me that we can be a people that are showing people, showing others Jesus and His salvation for what He's done for us. So like a good neighbor, let's be people that show God's grace. Let's be people that shows that God's gift of salvation is for all who accept Him and put their trust in Him alone. And they can be alive in Christ. And not just right now, it's, it's for all eternity. We can be alive. And that His great handiwork is on display. 
for you, for me. But more than for me or you, it's for God's glory. But we're going to see God's glory when we are living out His good purposes and reflecting to the giver. We're reflecting the praise to Him. So let's pray together. Jesus, I thank You that we can be Your people. I thank You that we can be trusting in You for Your salvation. Jesus, I thank You that You offer us life when we put our faith in You. And so Jesus, I pray this week as we are praying for the kids in this VBS that are coming here, as we're trying to be a good neighbor, as we are seeking to live a way that's pleasing to you, that that gives you glory. Jesus, I pray that you would be honored, that you would be glorified, that you you would step back and look and say, well done. That you would say, this is my masterpiece. This is my handiwork. This is what I've designed these people to do. So I pray as a church, Jesus, that we would be your light on a hill that people would see the good things that that you are having us do, and they would bring glory to your name, Jesus. I pray that we would be a church that's unified, that trusts you, and lives according to your plan and purpose. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.